Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Arskaden coming to you from Virginia today as they're traveling for a the friend's wedding to celebrate such a beautiful union. And today we want to continue on our journey of looking at the story of Josiah as he comes back into alignment and grieving and and as we saw yesterday repenting for the sins of the nation and we want to go further and dive deeper into the scriptures here today as we look at <clears throat> the journey that he went on and and, and we see now that time to inquire of the Lord as we get scripture we we see here Let me make sure I pull this up. Here we go. We see the the journey here of Josiah in verse 12, where it says, The king commanded Hilkiah the priest, Hilkiah son of Shaphan Akbar. We, we read this yesterday, but we see here in verse 13. So he commands the king to go in and inquire of the Lord. He says here in 13, go inquire of the Lord for me. And the people in all Judea concerning the words of this book that has been found for the great. Let me make sure I get here. For the great, for great is the wrath of the Lord that burns against us because our fathers have, have not listened to the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning of us. And there we see there in verse 13, go and fire of the Lord. Josiah asks Ask the pre, the high priest, to go on his behalf um, before the people of Judah to seek the choir of him. And, and how important is that in today's day and age? And then um, the prayer point is, is inquiring of the Lord was a strong war that David used in his day. And it has great power for those today who have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to us. And, and ultimately we want to is ask the Lord to open your ears and inquire of him anew and afresh. And how important is that for everybody in today's day and age, ahead of the midterms, if they haven't voted, to seek the Lord for what his will is for their life as we are made God. And we can cast our vote with an identity of the Lord to bring about a representation of him um, through our vote. Now, with that, we want to today give some updates, but then also look at some stories about where some clarity and discernment is a possibility and can come in for some people. And first, we want to start with the news that uh, in the Israel Israeli election, they have around 100% of the vote, of the initial counting of the vote uh, cast. And you are seeing now that uh, the current prime minister, Lapid, has conceded his defeat and spoken to Netanyahu, told his people within his cabinet and his party to begin the um, peaceful transition of power, which is a good thing, as you're seeing it being reported here from the Jerusalem Post and the New York Times, uh, New York Post, excuse me. So we're seeing the official word come down. Um, it won't be official, official, quote unquote, 
until um, it goes before the voting board. Same, similar to the here in the United States, you know, it's got to go through through the official vote, then it's got to go the electors, uh, and then it gets finally pushed forward. And then the there would one thing to watch for in the days ahead is there is a dispute around some of the numbers of the falling line of the different parties. So you have majoritively most polls are showing that Netanyahu and his allegiance will get 64 seats. There is somewhat of a dispute around how much the far left and the Arab sectors will actually get as there's differing polls from people that are showing that the far left um, get between 45 and 51 seats, and then the Arab bloc gets 5 to 10. Um, that could play out huge um, in the days ahead and, and for the state of Israel. And so that seems like a small little portion, but that could be a huge thing. They could block some more things um, the far left could in um, trying to prevent what the people have voted for, or more so what Netanyahu's party would be doing so. That'll be something interesting to watch uh, over the next few weeks. The final vote isn't officially set to come down until November 9th. So they have a few days to make this peaceful transition ultimately and then really outline the, the, the details within this um, election results. Okay, now we want to get into some things that we want to pray for and inquire of the Lord more so for people to have a discernment on. And they obviously evolve around things happening domestically here, but their comments, some comments being made and actions being made by this president and other politicians here around the country. So first story we wanna bring up in looking at why it's important to inquire of the Lord and have an ear to hear what the Lord is saying. So there it was a speech the other day that President Biden gave on the campaign trail out in San Diego. And he made the comment of saying, yes, we're going to free Iran because there were um, protesters or more so supporters of Biden and of the Iranian people uh, holding signs there. And so when you first read this headline, you could say, well, what does the president mean? Does he say we're going to get involved in Iran? We're going to kind of push back against the idea of um, them attacking us. Does this mean we're going to get into a war? That's reading into it a lot, and some people might see that and jump to that conclusion, especially if they're not Biden fans. But when you actually read the story, again, it's what I like to call a nothing burger, where it's just him being a politician, saying comments made by those in attendance of the campaign rally. And it means most honestly, most likely nothing. Um, now, obviously, there is a potential threat for things happening with Iran if they were to do something, but that's where you have the administration and military leaders to advise the president. And that's where discernment needs to come in is, is if there is reality, is pray for those who are advising the president because he's gonna have to take um, an account for what he is doing. And so when you see that, it's like, oh, okay, he's gonna free Iran. Well, he's just saying that. So it's it's really a nothing burger there. Okay, next. Now, this one has a little bit more weight. Um, it's because it's quite interesting coming from 
um, a news organization. So NBC, NBC historian comes out and says, if GOP wins, our children could potentially be arrested and conceivably killed. He goes on further to make statements about how there will be those, um, there are signs that may happen, may God forbid us, that losers will be declared winners by fraudulent election officials officers or secretaries of state candidates or governors or state legislatures, which it's quite interesting is now you're having somebody come out and be an election denier before the election because he thinks elections may go against the way that he wants in a way against the way the president wants. When he just gave a speech, the president just did attacking Americans and saying things there. Now, that's quite interesting to see because you have in a Democrat-run area in Milwaukee, an election official, commissioner, uh, Kimberly Zapata, fired for ballot fraud involving a Republican. And so is if we're just going to sit here and, and say that, well, everything everybody in, in leadership does is 100% correct, well, here's the a story. It's a legend story where this commissioner came into the mayor's office and pretty much um, – admitted to illegally requesting military ballots and sending them to the home of state representative Janelle Branton, um, a Republican from uh, Wisconsin. And so what's going to happen? There's going to be an investigation if this is actually true or if this is not. So it, does this mean that there are nefarious actors only from those on the right or from those on both sides? And are there problems and things that could possibly looked at um, from either side. And that's where discernment and inquiring of the Lord will be necessary for the days ahead and not pushing our own agenda. And this is what we mean by um, checking our emotions at the door is sometimes we have to inquire of the Lord and wait for the truth to come out. And we just, we want I want to highlight these stories today as we get closer towards the, um, the final midterm vote and final counting of the electorate. Now, next story, something we want to look into and discern is there's a story out of Arizona, and hopefully people in Arizona can be aware of this, is that the Arizona's candidate Katie Hobbs' husband, who is a child therapist, is involved in a lawsuit involving a, a 10-year-old trans patient where they have advised them to uh, take gender-affirming procedures. And so the parents are not happy about that, and they're, they're challenging this lawsuit. And this isn't a brand-new lawsuit. This is a lawsuit me, from 2020, and there's a lot of questions here. Now, obviously, there are already questions around the policies that Katie Hobbs has, but now you're seeing an alignment with her and her husband to have these quote-unquote gender-supporting programs within the hospital serving gender-diverse and transgender youth. This is being reported by the Daily Wire. Now, what does this mean moving forward? I think if, if you're waiting for something like this to drop about a political candidate, um, there needs to be more of a prayer for the, the actual discernment involved here. I think this is just um, another thing on top of everything that is now being revealed. And, and, and one of the bigger things to really, really discern for 
and this is this will affect more people um and more and more people as time goes on the issue around and the legal case the golden court case around the, the uh, biden's administration actions on the student loan forgiveness program biden and, and then the officials have come out and now said that they are seeking to approve upwards of 16 million student debt relief applicants and that they will be approved this week and disbursements for payments will be sent out as the last steps before they begin receiving their forgiveness checks go out now what does that mean do they have legality there is also um, the eighth circuit court of appeals that told him uh yeah you kind of have to halt all this well then you have the Biden himself going out and blaming Republicans, um, saying that their outrage is simply just wrong. And I might add, I'm being, I'm not being too political, but I'm being hypercritical. No, I, it, when you're doing this right before a midterm, that is quite political. And, and so this is where people need discernment to see, is this really Republicans being upset or is this Americans who are going to now be forced to pay these student loans? Because for whatever reason, he wants to forgive them. And again, he look, he's following the backs of President Trump in sending out stimulus checks. So there is um, some discernment that, that seems there. He also goes on to um, really just blame Republicans for the, the aspect that, well, if, um, if Republican officials get their way, the Daily Wire report is reporting, that then now the monthly cost of Americans will dramatically rise when student loan payments resume next year. The reality is, is that payment has always been there. Now, just because the government freezes, it doesn't mean that it, it just supposedly went away and then they didn't have to pay it because I myself am included in that is, you know, there's no one knocking at the door lately been saying, hey, make your make your student loan payment, make your student loan payment. Otherwise, you know, we're, we're going to put a lien, you know, all this, these aspects that they could possibly do. Now, do they know um, because it's the government and for whatever reason, they don't tend to do those things when involving student loan loan. You can just have it pay, go out and into eternity and never pay it back possibly. Now, it's hypothetical. Some people may take that that advantage. Some people may not. And, and the reality is, is, look, these student loans are there whether they – freeze the debt payment or not like it didn't just magically go away like i could log into my my portal and, and yeah the debt's still there um so it didn't just magically go away so this is this is something that people need discernment of and wake up on um in, in reality because the issue is this is that you're seeing now more and more americans seeking the government because of things that happened during covid who in the past might not have leaned towards asking for stimulus packages, handouts from the government, who now are. And more and more polls are starting to come out and show this. There's a Newsmax poll that came out and show of the respondents, roughly 63% of the respondents agree that Uncle Sam should issue another round of stimulus checks to battle inflation, including 42% of these respondents who strongly agree. Uh, you also have other polls um, later that show. Um, from other organizations that also show that, um, uh, what is it, ABC News and Washington Post poll found that 84% of um, 
show that the economy is their top concern. And I point this out because Chris Reed had prophetic in the dream, one of his big dreams back from, I believe, April, where he saw the news headlines and the, and the story of Americans begging for handouts. And this speaks to a bigger issue on both the right and the left, the quote-unquote wealthy, middle class and poor, however you want to define that, of Americans seeking just poor Americans, people who might be struggling to get by, but even people who, who want these handouts because these student loan forgiveness debts show that the top 20% are the majority of the people who actually have these student loans because they're for graduate degrees. So the reality is, is Americans, the church, um, as some churches even took stimulus packages during the PPP loans and et cetera, of have a, a, a decision to make of whether the realities of taking government handouts is a positive or negative thing. And there are intellectual arguments for and against it. But the question is, is are we discerning? Are we seeking the Lord for what he says? Are we seeking the Lord to determine what is best for our scenario? And, and, and there can be a nuance of answers, but the reality is, is at the end of the day, it, it, it is truth and full wisdom comes from the Lord. And, and we have to ask ourselves is in the past, were we seeking the Lord when we took those stimulus? Was it, was it something he, he wanted us to do or not? And in the days ahead, it will become even more and more increasingly important for us to inquire of the Lord to discern uh, the times and seasons that we are in and for them to be able to make for us all myself included, to be able to make these decisions on what the Lord would want. And then last thing is there are a lot of things happening over the last several weeks. And we talked about the legitimacy of polls this week of how they may or may not be accurate. But what you're seeing in some states, and I'll end on this, is that what the enemy meant for evil or what certain politicians think is the best idea um, is not focusing on abortion, ignoring the issue of closing down schools, ignoring crime, and a host of other issues, ignoring the the real issue of the energy problems, is coming back to bite people um, in the proverbial butt. And what we're seeing now is that you're having uh, people who are pushing an agenda. It's their their plans and their actions are falling apart. And a big, big story, something very interesting to be aware of, and I think is is bearing some fruit on the realities that people are discerning and they're looking at the realities of what is going on and they're they're waking up from their slumber, is that you have a um, Michigan Democrat who once had an 18-point lead now be put in a position of being vulnerable. 18 points. That is huge. That means you have a solid voting block who will vote for you, who likes you, who agrees with you, but what changed? And this happened weeks and weeks, weeks before. And then Liz Cheney decides to show up, and now the polls are saying that, well, she is in a very vulnerable position. And what happened was is that there is a um, – District congressional race with uh, Representative Elisa 
Slotkin, uh, who is now in a really neck and neck with uh, her Republican challenger, Tom Barrett. And what is not a positive thing is that um, Liz Cheney showed up and now it's really flipped. Again, she had an 18-point lead, 11-point um, lead several weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, back in September, it was an 18-point lead, and, and now it's neck and neck. That's huge. That means Americans are waking up for whatever reason to the stances that these politicians are making of pushing for abortion We're, when we've talked about at length how this is a a positive thing for people who will ask the simple questions of what do you mean uh when it comes to where they stand on abortion what do they want do they want nine months do they want six months do they want past the time of birth to be able to abort uh, a, a a living human being or not. And you have Planned Parenthood throwing money at this, Democrats throwing money at this, and this is a losing thing. And so that is a very positive thing. That's a positive thing I want to end on, is that what the enemy meant for evil, God is turning for good for with for believers and non-believers alike who are realizing the connection and really the the wisdom from the Holy Spirit that is within inside of them, that they don't want to stand for these issues. Uh, they don't like their pocketbooks being hurt. And it's sad that it has to come down to that and, and not that the fact that wake up to the reality that children's lives are at stake here and the innocent's lives are, are at stake here, but that their, their pocketbooks have to be affected for them finally to wake up and, and vote properly. Now, let's continue to pray for people to this weekend, if they haven't vote, voted, to inquire of the Lord, to be able to have his heart when they go into that voting booth. And really beyond that, as hopefully this is a heart change and not just a paper ballot change, people switching parties, and, and that we can get back to being a nation that stands for biblical moral values, that stands for protecting the innocents, and that can stand ultimately the ultimate desire and destiny of the Lord, which is to spread the gospel of the kingdom to the nations so that souls can be saved. So with that, I close out. Thank you to everyone of you for following along today. Uh, and hopefully you guys have a great weekend and we'll see you guys back next week as we continue to stand on the wall, praying for the office of the president. And we hit the final stretch down to the midterm. So blessings. And I'll see you guys later. Have a good one.